Welcome to a fresh new episode of Ho Yeah Podcast that'll leave you feeling fresh and free. Amy's playing tennis in high heels, but she can do anything, and I'm playing basketball in clogs. <laughs> I just ran through a field of flowers, arms outstretched, letting the wind blow through my hair. I've uh, never been so unencumbered. <laughs> my pussy has never been so caged. I don't know. My pussy just keeps sighing happily. <sighs> oh. Hi, Amy. Hey, Jackie. How are you? What's up? You know, I am great. And do you want to know why? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you already know, but I'm just going to say it again. So I'm moving... To the same city that Jackie lives in. <laughs> Y'all, it's been a wild almost two weeks. I got I got a job offer and I took it and I've had to do I had to do a I had to do a drug test. I pissed everywhere. I had to do a background check. I was certain there was at least five warrants out for my arrest i just assumed that i had them but no i'm good um i had to quit my job like give my notice of my job of almost seven years uh find an apartment in a different state and i'm in the process of subleasing my apartment so my generalized anxiety disorder has been popping off it's been a really wild two weeks (laughs) It didn't hit me until today when you told me you signed a new lease. Yes, I know. Up until this point, I fully was just like, she's going to change her mind, but that's okay. This is fun <laughs> for now. <laughs> it's fun to think about. This is fun to talk about. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see about how long it takes for her to say never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, if I am set on something, I will make it happen. but it's really gone very smoothly again except for my anxiety which has been absolutely out of control but it's gone really smoothly oh yeah but like you know when things are meant to be they just flow and i just cannot wait to be up there with you and will and in a beautiful new city and starting a new life yes <laughs> you're gonna be so, every day you're just gonna stomp down the street and throw your beret up into the air every single morning <laughs> do a twirl yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> so yeah anyway that's that's what's going on with me how about you jackie things are okay with me i've been working from home all week because uh my mm. clinic had to do a quarantine and Ooh. um we ended up adopting a cat that we found oh. on the street. 
And this cat is delicious. I've spent like months literally running away from it because it's so loud and aggressive. But once it actually came into our house, it's been so relaxed and snuggly. (sighs) So that's nice. Yeah, he just wanted a warm couch and... Oh, he's so he's so beautiful. And and what's his name, Jackie? His name is Butt Lee. <laughs> B-U-T-T-L-E-Y. Yes. He's delicious. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hang out with him. I know. He we saw him limping around one day. He had a broken arm, and I was like, oh, I can't leave this cat out in the cold. So eventually the weather got super, super chilly, and I brought him in and She's been a little love bug. here, yeah. Yeah, that's all he wanted. He just wanted a warm couch. Please help me. Yeah. (laughs) He faked an injury so he could have some central heat. (laughs) I did take him to the vet, and the vet was like, his arm is not broken or anything. Maybe he just, like, scratched it in a fight. But it's been two weeks that he's been limping on it. So dramatic. (laughs) The drama. The drama. (laughs) (sighs) Wow, we've had some eventful weeks here, huh? It's been great wow wild can't wait to see what the future holds huh so excited bring it on 2021 that's right (laughs) bring it on godzilla (laughs) i'm not afraid of your covid i don't care how many covids you make oh my god i just took a sip out of this stupid ipa and it like foamed everywhere no oh my god i'm sorry let me go get a paper towel yeah all right sorry about that oh hey no problem okay all right well we're doing a pretty significant episode today we sure are it's season four episode five aisle eight a and it's all about periods Mm. 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 all you can eat (laughs) you're all earning your red wings today (laughs) sorry Uh, I had some very real lols while watching this episode again it it is man season 4 is full of bangers this episode is just so great I know. When I looked at my notes after I finished uh, writing everything down, they were, my notes were so long. There are just so many good moments in this episode. I, you know, my notes aren't that long because I was enjoying the episode mainly and I just kind of was like, ha 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 ha, and then forgot to write down what I was laughing at. But it's not a contest. But, <laughs> well, but if it was, it. but it's not. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm. I'm stoked to do this one. I can't wait to hear some period stories. Um, and learn a little something if we're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it to so it. First, we, of course, have to do shout outs. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, my shout out this week comes from iTunes. We've been getting some more iTunes reviews. Thank you so much, everyone. It's very important that we keep up this momentum. That's right. But everyone that's left a review so far, thank you so much. So grateful. So 
actually, would it be, would you mind if I did two? I would not mind at all, please. Okay. One of them's a little bit short. So my first iTunes review shout out comes from KK817. And the subject says, which I just did a mm. chef's kiss. Mm. And the body says, hilarious. Love the cackling. Love the tangents and how real the show is. Love you, ladies. Thanks for the laughs since 2019. Wow. I don't think I've seen that, that one. Isn't that really sweet? How sweet. How real the show is. Real. Yeah. So real. That's really nice to hear. Real recognize real. So thank you. Yeah. Takes one to know one. Uh-huh. And my other shout out is another iTunes review, and it is from Catherine Moore. Hello. And the subject says, amazing podcast. Oh. And the body says, this podcast has quickly become one of my favorites. I started watching King of the Hill in the last few years. Oh. And have grown to really love it. Amy and Jackie wow. really do it justice, and I feel like I'm hanging out with my best pals. You are. Amy's... Mm-hmm. Amy's laugh is so contagious and Jackie is hilarious thank you they are amazing at involving the listeners and I was super geeked the first time I heard my name in the listener comments thanks for bringing some much needed joy during this pandemic thank you Catherine Moore thank you Catherine Moore and I'm glad you we can give you that feeling I used to um I know we've mentioned the podcast before and they've been uh doing a lot more stuff lately but that podcast which please about harry potter uh-huh. love that podcast so well done but they would do this thing where if you tagged them in a twitter post just said anything to them they would just read your twitter name at the very end of the episode and there would be such a long list of names and i would wait and then i would hear mine yep. which was ravenclaw's hat and yes. it just gave me such a thrill so i'm glad that other people we can make you feel like that too because i'm thrilled that you're leaving us messages i know mutual it's it is so mutual this is a reciprocal love people Mm -hmm. (laughs) mutual pleasure we're so into you we are so into you Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like watching you and i like when you watch Mm -hmm. me sorry go ahead Mm. (laughs) naughty (laughs) all right so i also have two Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> one of them is from Instagram and it was a message that we got and it's from hypocritical gender. Very cool. Excellent name. Uh, and they say, I love you ladies so much. You bring such joy and light to my otherwise mundane life. Listening to you ladies truly feels as if I'm hanging out with friends I've known since junior high. The overall goofiness and knowledgeable breakdowns of each episode has made this otherwise hermit sad girl into a hermit happy gal. Thanks for being exactly who you are. Oh, my God. I know. So nice. Oh, beautiful. I just, oh, it's so sweet that people take the time to send us messages and thoughtful reviews and everything. Like, God. That's so true. To think it is nice enough, but to actually take the effort to share that with us is so so kind i know i know i love it and then this one so this one is um my next one it's from our our king of the hill group on facebook not even our page it's from the group they all got together no (laughs) wait what all got together and left us a review no 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 somebody posted into the king of the hill group oh 
Yes. So it's not it's not like a review, but it was just something really nice that they, you know, somebody posted in. So it's from Matthew P. Okay. And it just says, thank you for accepting me into the group. The podcast has gotten me back into watching King of the Hill again. Jackie and Amy are incredible hosts, and I enjoy their entertaining banter. And that was posted in a Facebook group for a couple hundo people to see. So thank you. Thank you. And I hope you all saw it in the group. And don't forget that we need it. We need validation. What what was their name? Matt P? Yeah, Matthew P. Matthew P. Thank you, Matthew P. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Matthew Precious. More like it. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we got the trash out of the way, so now it's time <laughs> to get on. <laughs> <laughs> to the more expensive trash. <laughs> To the recycling. (laughs) The higher end trash. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Speaking of Patreon, did I mention that we uh, started a new fan fiction, Jackie? Have I said that yet? I believe you have mentioned it, yes. Ah, fuck. All right. It's worth bringing up again. It is. Okay, everyone? Yes. (laughs) And on a semi-related note, I would love to do a crossover episode uh, involving King of the Hill and Britney Spears. If anyone could find even the thinnest link between those two things, please write in and let us know. Yeah, that would be wonderful. All right. Patreon shout outs. Ready to do it to it? Ready to grip it and rip it? I'm ready to rip it. (laughs) In half. Okay. Yeah. And starting off, we've got hypomania, beautiful smile, eyes, hair. Mm. No, this is a face of someone that knows what they're doing. I know. Eyebrows, lips. That's a good smile. Uh, The eyes. Mm -hmm. They're like cat eyes. Gorgeous. Gorgeous brunette hair. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And next we have Carolyn S. And this is another one. I'm seeing a, it's like a torso shot, uh-huh. which includes the head. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I'm seeing like, it looks like they're wearing leather. Maybe there's a, a few tattoos yeah. and it's a gorgeous photo with the, the flash was done in such a way that you could see their shadow behind them. So there's just between the leather and the shadow that there's something really powerful about this photo. Well, the stance is so like, this is me and you're going to like it. Yeah, but it's not aggressive somehow, no, no. Uh-uh. even though it is saying that. Powerful, absolutely. Very and much so. Yeah, either like a latex or leather something, low cut. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. You know what time it is? We're about to get into annual yearly yearly And we've got one this week. Look out! Look out! Here they come! Here they come! Amy, 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 tell us who it is. 
It is Terry. Here she comes. She's coming down on strings. She's got a she's hat wearing, on. She has a hat on, and she's wearing a full-body metallic spandex suit. She's flipping over and over and over. Oh, she just dropped to the floor in a split. Carrie, Carrie! Yay! Yay! Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's so, beautiful. <laughs> so shiny, shiny, shiny. Well, I guess I guess that's all we've done. Welcome, Carrie Kay. So glad to have you. Oh my God. <laughs> so glad to have all of you. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I told Jackie as I was I was editing the last episode, I said our Patreon shoutouts are going completely off the rails. They just get more and more chaotic every time we do them. I just want to make them as special as possible. Pretty soon the entire show is just gonna be like Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess that's a good problem to have. Yeah. We're living oh. in a nightmare and we love it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the episode now, huh? Yeah. Okay. Everyone, here it is. Season four. <clears throat> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Season four, episode five, aisle 8A. Here it is. November 7th, 1999. We are almost to the millennium. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't do it. Stay in the 90s, everyone. Stay there. It's fine. It's nice there. Stay there. It's you think it sucks. It's it's not too too bad. Actually, <laughs> I take it back. It's terrible. Great. None of them are great. <laughs> None of them. It's it's all bad. Okay. So the episode starts uh starts out pretty normal. We see the guys in the alley, Hank, Bill, Boomhauer, and Dale. And Dale is showing off this new indestructible trash can he got. Um, and as far as trash cans go, it's pretty cool. You could shoot it out of space. And if it hits the ground, if it makes it through the atmosphere without burning up, it's not going to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does a lot of other cool stuff, I guess. So everyone's very excited about this new trash can. Mm-hmm. As they're standing out there, Con. Pops out of his house. He takes his chance to go out and brag a little bit. Apparently, he and Min are getting ready to take a business trip to Hawaii. Uh, And while he's there, I guess he's going to some kind of convention for his work. And he gets to give a five-minute speech. And I guess this is significant because if you're a peon, you only give three-minute speeches. But he's giving a five-minute speech. So it's... A big deal for him. And then he laughs in their face and goes back inside. What were you saying? I was just to say, although personally, like any minute long speech, it doesn't matter how long a speech is. Like that doesn't sound like a good thing to me. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I guess it's good for your career, but I'd rather not. (laughs) I know. What's he even going to talk about? Five for five minutes. Five minutes. Like what kind of information could you even convey in that short amount of time? So they're very excited about this trip to Hawaii. But a wrinkle appears in their nice, smooth plans. Uh, We see the next scene, we see Min in the kitchen. She's just getting off the phone. And she has just found out that the babysitter they hired to stay with Connie 
has apparently violated parole and now is unavailable to babysit Connie. Mm. (laughs) So Min and Con are freaking out. They're trying to figure out what are we going to do with Connie? She's still too young to leave alone. She's just a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of begrudgingly decide, you know, we'll have to leave her with one of the neighbors, but who? Right. And of course they pick Hank and Peggy, which at first I was like, ooh, I can't believe they would let her stay in a house with the boy she's, you know, kind of dating. That seems a little bit iffy. But then I thought, there's no way they could leave her with anyone else. That would be crazy. Absolutely not. And do they even know that she's dating Bobby? Maybe. Maybe they do know. But, but I I don't know if they know that at this point. But, I mean, my God. That, yeah. Dale? No. Bill? She'll come back with a staph infection. And I'm sure Con is... Oh, God. <laughs> and and um, I'm sure Con is much less threatened by Bobby than he is by Joseph. Good point. Right? Yeah. So they end up leaving Connie with Hank and Peggy and Bobby, lucky boy. They leave a nice, like, a whole Connie care manual with them, just all of the information on Connie vaccines, how to cook food for her, scramble eggs, uh, all of that. Once Bobby finds out that Connie's going to be staying with him, he is so excited. This is kind of a big deal. Your girlfriend is going to be staying with you for the weekend. That's like grown-up stuff. That's a so big he, deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> and they get to stay in sleeping bags in the living room, which was always so much fun. But like, especially with that's like your very cool. your EF and your GF. All right. Yeah. That's very, very cool of Hank and Peggy. You would think that they would make Connie shack up with Luann or something who knows but um yeah they're having a little sleepover and it's a lot of fun but before that Bobby is trying to prepare for this weekend the sophisticated weekend with his girlfriend he's trying to figure out what kind of pajamas am I gonna wear we're gonna be (laughs) sleeping together uh so he looks through his pajamas and they're all very little kid pajamas with cartoons he finally settles on the Ninja Turtles PJs, which I I think was probably a good choice compared to the other ones. Definitely. Because Ninja Turtles is always cool. And he just wants to impress Connie. So after Con and Min drop Connie off at the Hill House, they leave for Hawaii. And Connie spends her first night there and it's a lovely evening. She's a wonderful dinner guest. She Mm. cleans up after herself. She asks Hank about questions about propane. Um, everyone is very impressed. Bobby and Connie get ready for bed. They get in their PJs. They get in their sleeping bags and they're in the living room. And, you know, you could tell they're kind of nervous around each other and nothing happens. But there's a lot of, like, <laughs> sexual tension, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Just a lot of nervousness. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, we could. Yeah. I guess I could get scared, like, trying to snuggle up closer and then. Yeah, and it's awkward, but it's really precious. Yeah, and Bobby is a little bit disappointed by this, and he kind of, I mean, I don't know what he was hoping for, maybe a kiss, surely not like anything graphic, but um, (laughs) after this night, he kind of starts to think like, I need to try to make this weekend more special and and try to impress Connie, and maybe she'll give me a smooch, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Maybe she'll let me touch her boob, I don't know. Oh, (laughs) Um, 
the next day, we kind of start to notice that something's up with Connie. She doesn't really seem like she's in that great of a mood. Um, she seems like kind of upset, maybe a little agitated, and this kind of gradually increases as the day goes on. Just she's kind of being a little bit short. By that night, they go to bed and they're getting ready to get in their sleeping bags. They're in their PJs and Bobby is ready to put the moves on. Yeah. And he offers to bring her some cake and which, as far as I know, is a surefire way to impress anyone. 100%. If you bring somebody cake, no one's ever going to be turned off by that. No way. Not ever. No. I'd be Um, like, oh my God. Thank you. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted, no matter what the situation. This I is exactly what I wanted. I could give a How shit you know? less if I brushed my teeth. Oh, no. Yeah. So he he uses this extraordinarily romantic gesture. Uh, <laughs> he, he offers to, he brings Connie a slice of cake and she's just like, uh, didn't you just brush your teeth? And he leans in <laughs> and one eyebrow goes up like he's, Don Juan. Don Juan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. And he was just like, I did brush my teeth, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> and he kind of like licks the inside of his bottom lip. <sighs> and we finger gun yeah. batter, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much a finger gun moment. And unfortunately, Connie, not only does she not want cake, which crazy is so crazy but she actually kind of shames bobby like i'm not gonna eat cake i just brushed my teeth that's dumb and you're dumb and bobby feels like a giant idiot i know and you know what goes really good with uh toothpaste connie cake so eat it it's delicious you know what else goes really great with cake your period i know right i know I would have devoured that entire bunt cake. I'd be like, thanks for the slice. Where's the rest? I need everything else in your refrigerator right now. Where's the side of ice cream with this piece of cake? Yeah. Please tell me you have some. Exactly. So things are not looking good for Bobby and Connie. There's a lot of tension between the two of them. By the next morning, Connie still is pretty irritated She ends up going to the bathroom, but she's in there for so long that finally Peggy's like, I'm substitute teaching today. I got to get to the school. I'll take Bobby. Would you mind waiting for Connie, Hank? Uh, Mm -hmm. Would you mind dropping her off on your way to work? And he's just like, yeah, no problem. So they leave and Hank waits for Connie to come out of the bathroom and she eventually emerges and something's going on. She looks a little shy. She looks a little embarrassed. She kind of softly asks for Peggy and Hank lets her know, oh, Peggy already left. You know, what What do you need? And Connie kind of starts to like try to say something, but she's kind of mumbling. It's hard to understand her. She can't get the words out. So finally, she just writes down what she's trying to say on a piece of paper and she hands it, the paper to Hank. And he opens up the note and what he reads is so horrific. The note says... Mr. Hill, I just got my first period. It was as if she said, I tried to put, like, poo in my vagina. 
That's the reaction he gives. Like, whoa! I, I sh- I've got a shampoo bottle stuck up my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> the reaction he had pairs, it makes more sense with something like that. Yeah. But he's like, I just got my first period and he just screams. Imagine, imagine being an 11 or 12 year old girl and the first time you get your period, you have to tell it to an old man who screams. <laughs> when, your when you your middle school that. boyfriend's dad, alone oh. in a house with your middle school boyfriend's dad. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then he screams at you. And he screams in He's horror. He's so disgusted and horrified. <laughs> oh. So Hank just openly panics. I don't think he's trying to hide it at all. Uh, He grabs the binder, the Connie Care binder, and he starts flipping through it, just trying to find a chapter on periods and what to do about it. Um, And it's a giant binder. It has everything, like I said, from Connie's vaccinations. It even has a section of just listing prime numbers. (laughs) But there's nothing in there about menstruation. Nothing. And Connie starts to cry. And Hank kind of gets a hold of himself. And he he said, I love this line by Hank. He says, don't worry, Connie, we're going to get through this somehow. Okay. Do you have any idea how to tie a tourniquet? (laughs) A tourniquet. What is he going to like cut off her vagina from the rest of her body? Yeah, I I was, I I thought the same thing. I'm like, how is he even going to wrap this? How do you even wrap a vagina tourniquet? He just puts it around her waist and That's like what I cuts off the bottom half. I guess. I was like, that That must be the only way. Good grief. Hank can't find anything in the binder. He tries calling Con and Min. He can't get a hold of them. They're banging on a beach. I know. God, they're very cool. They have the hottest relationship. I thought that was very cool. They're, Min's just like, let's throw this Frisbee wherever it lands. That's where we're going to do it. Like we're gonna make crazy love. Oh, yeah. Have fun with all that sand in your coochie. But all right. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna get dried out very quickly. Uh, it's, <laughs> but the thrill, I'm sure, is what the thr- going for. It's the thrill of it. The thrill. Hank can't get a hold of Connor Min, so he of course tries calling Peggy, and he calls the school where Peggy's substitute teaching, and he asks to speak with Miss Peggy Hill. But the front office P on that he's talking to lets him know that district policy prohibits disturbing a teacher during class instruction. And so Hank then tries demanding that his wife uh, be disturbed, right? And disturb her. Get her (laughs) right now. And surprisingly, this doesn't work. Instead, he just gets forwarded to her work voicemail. And at this point, he's pretty desperate. So he... He finally tries calling his mom, but when she answers, he can't even bring himself to speak. So he just hangs up on her. (laughs) So we get a little flash of Tilly. So that's always nice. Yeah. I'd love to see Gary soon. I am worried. We haven't seen Gary in so long. What does that mean? Don't tell me. All right. Good old Gary. Good old Gary. Hank doesn't know what else to do. He can't think of anything else to do, so he takes Connie, he wraps her in a blanket, and basically smuggles her out of the house to the car, and he takes her to the ER. Oh. The emergency room. 
for her period. This this is the most traumatic first period story you could ever have. How crazy to be a doctor in that ER. And you're oh. like, why are you here? I got my first period. <laughs> so he takes her to the ER. Eventually she comes out and the doctor's just like, all right, well, we took care of her for now, but here's a list of things that you will need to buy for her. You could get them at any store, any pharmacy. And Hank's just like, can't you just give these to us? Like, I'm just going to read this quote because I love it. <laughs> so she gives him the list of things to get for Connie. And Hank's like, can't you just give her this stuff? You're a hospital. And she's like, the, the nurse is like, no, you have to go buy these things. And Hank is like, well, I mean, let's say you got stitches. You might send me home with a box of Band-Aids if I ask for them, right? And the nurse is like, Band-Aids aren't going to work in this situation. Please don't try Band-Aids. <laughs> I'm su- Honestly, I'm surprised Hank didn't. You know, yeah. I could see him being like, well, just here's a box of Band-Aids. Here you go. <laughs> going to the pharmacy. I need the biggest Band-Aid you have. I would jump to that before tourniquet, certainly. (laughs) Well. So Hank has no choice. He has to take Connie to get her menstruation supplies. They go to Megalomart and they head towards aisle 8A. Mm. Feminine hygiene. (gasps) (gasps) An aisle that apparently Hank has never been down and has actively avoided. Which, grow up. I know. I know. That's got to be the same aisle where you get your lube anyway. You're going to have to go down there. You think that Hank has ever once bought lube in his entire life? Oh my God. You're right. You know he hasn't. They probably, he hasn't even. I'm sure Peggy doesn't need it. I'm sure she don't. (laughs) Wet ass Peggy. Okay. Wet ass Peggy. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Wet ass Peggy. That's our next sticker idea. I think we just figured it out. There it is. <laughs> For uh, Flag Day or something, we'll make a wet-ass Peggy. <laughs> She's just sliding down a flagpole. Yes! <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> uh, so they go uh, They go to aisle 8A, and Hank is like, all right, go do your thing. I'll oh. wait here at the end of the aisle. Poor and. I know. Is she? I don't know why she has like a giant cart, but she's walking down this giant aisle alone with this giant cart, and there are just endless tampons and maxi pads as far as the eye can see up to the heavens. They're everywhere, and she's kind of looking around, and she doesn't know what to get. And she, I'm glad she does make the point. Like these are like crazy expensive, which mm-hmm. they are. It's yes, insane are. how expensive these things are. Nobody wants to buy them. They Nobody need to be free. To buy them. They need to be free. Free. It's crazy that they're so expensive. Nobody wants to buy them. It's always you. It's always because you have to. It's crazy. And it's always when like you're at your brokest that month. Like it's always like fuck. I'm out of tamps, and I also have like five dollars in my account. Great. I spent a lot of years just stealing my tampons. Of course. Like um, like uh, I, I, I don't know if they still do it, but. For a long time, Ikea always had free tampons in their bathroom, so I would just grab a handful wherever yeah. I could. Yeah. And I never felt bad about it once because tampons are so expensive. They're expensive and they should be free. Yeah, it's nutso. 
Um, so Connie is on top of being overwhelmed. She's horrified by the cost. And Hank at the end of the aisle sees her crying and he realizes, oh my God, I'm going to have to go down this fucking aisle. So he takes a deep breath and he puts one foot forward and then another foot. And now he's in the aisle and he goes to meet Connie. He helps her pick out a product. I guess they get what they need. They leave, they go home. Once they get back to the house, Hank finally seems to be calming down. He is, uh, you know, the situation has been handled. They made it through it and he's back home and he's just finally starting to calm down from everything. And right at this moment, we see Connie looking at the box of tampons and she's reading the back and she <laughs> says out loud, okay, how do I change one of these things? <laughs> and I something happens, like the camera just zooms in on Hank's face. He looks terrified. And there is a hard cut to the next scene where we just see Peggy being escorted out of the school by police. I laughed so hard. I've seen this episode so many times and I was like, God damn I laughed really I forgot about that part I laughed so hard the timing is perfect where it just immediately cuts to she's like looking back and forth at these police that are on either side of her just like basically like escorting her out of the school it looks people are outside standing there like lights are flashing it looks terrifying I know I know the music is so dramatic Peggy is driving like a fucking maniac to get home it's so funny yeah so <laughs> so I I mean I wonder if Hank actually called 911 to get her uh, how they got the police there <laughs> for sure did he for yeah. sure did so she races home she's driving like a maniac she gets to the house but as she's parking she <laughs> drives her car into Dale's new trash can <laughs> <laughs> and she puts a big giant dent in it and then parks and runs inside and Dale looks heartbroken but after a few seconds, the garbage can pops right back into its old shape. It really is a great garbage can. It really is. Yeah. Um, so she, Peggy runs into the house and she's like frantically asking Hank, you know, what's the emergency? Is Bobby okay? What's going on? And he tells her, Connie, it's Connie. She got her first period. And almost like a calmness comes over Peggy. She doesn't flinch or panic or anything like that. She just looks at Hank and she just says, I'm in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we all felt a little bit safer yes. at that moment. Yes. <laughs> I'm in charge now. I love it. I love it because she's saying something like, I'll, I'll go talk to or something and I'll talk to Bobby about it. And he's like, he's like, well, I don't know if Bobby should be. And she's like, do you want to be in charge? He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. So back off. Yeah. I'm going to go tell our son about this. <laughs> yeah. Peggy eventually is able to get in touch with Min. She calls Min uh, on her cell phone. Min just happens to be at the conference. Khan has just walked up on stage. He's getting ready to give his speech. Her phone rings. She answers it. It's Peggy. She's like, what do you want? And Peggy lets her know that Connie got her first period. And then for some reason, she feels the need, Min feels the need to tell Khan this news right away he's in the middle of his speech and she has a note passed up to him right 
And he reads, he opens the note in the middle of his speech and just screams and runs out of the building. And they and they take a last minute flight from Hawaii because their daughter got there her first period. He blo- completely blows his five minute speech that he probably worked so hard to get to five minute speech status. And they change their Hawaii plans, rush back. He runs out of the conference in front of everyone it's It's like like a maniac it's like they said peggy called and said hey connie's in the icu yeah (laughs) and they think she might have like only a few hours left you need to find a way to get here fast right it's not like the period's gonna get progressively worse it's actually gonna get better over time so and it's been taken care of (sighs) anyway so after peggy informs min and con she takes Bobby out on a trip to Whataburger and she makes the choice to tell Bobby that Connie got her period, which I think is so outrageous. I don't know why she has to tell Bobby. It's Connie's business. It's Connie's private business. Imagine you're a middle school girl, you get your period, and then not only does everyone know, not only do multiple grownups scream at the very thought of it, <laughs> but then your middle school boyfriend has to have a sit down talk with his mom about your period. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, I did appreciate the fact that she was trying to educate Bobby because most parents, I, I assume, don't talk to their sons about periods really. Mm-hmm. If they don't have to. Um, but she is trying to educate Bobby, and that's very cool. But leave Connie out of it. It's it's her private business. She tries to explain Connie's quote-unquote situation, uh, but he, of course, doesn't really get it. All, all he takes from the conversation is that Connie is a woman, a quote-unquote woman now. And this freaks him out because, like we mentioned earlier, he is a baby. He's a child. He has cartoon pajamas. and. This is something he's been a little insecure about, but now he's even more insecure because his girlfriend just became a woman and he's still a child. So he's freaked out by this and just is like, how's Pe- um, how's Connie going to want to be with me now? She's probably going to dump me. She's a woman. I'm a child. Which I, I really hate that idea of like, oh, you're becoming a woman now. No, nope. They're still 12. They're still 12 yeah. years old. They are not. This is just happening. It's puberty. Please, please stop. That's a good point. That whole, like, you're a woman now. Just, I don't know how open your mom was about periods, but my mom was always pretty open, and she made it seem like a really cool thing. Like, once you get your period, we're going to take the day, and we're going to make a day of it, and and it's your, you know, this is part of you becoming a woman, and it felt really special. But I do remember thinking, like, wow, just like that, in that instance, I'll be a woman? That's nuts. Right. I know. No. Yeah. My mom was super open about it too. And of course I really wanted mine, but but you you sweet, ignorant idiot. But, (laughs) but yeah, I just, my mom said that too. Like, oh, you're becoming a woman and wow. Cool. So nothing's changed. Got it. Except for now I have to learn how to use these things. (laughs) Yeah. And it takes forever to learn. How to use them but I I was really excited the first day I got my 
period. And then the next day I woke up and I still had it. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? I already, I did it. And my mom was like, this is like a week long thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> I know. God. Um, I actually thought I got my period a few years earlier, probably when I was like 10 or nine. It was like a false alarm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I was like. A false flag period. I just sneezed too hard when I was peeing one day. <laughs> And hurt myself oh. and I and I told my mom about it I was like I sneezed and and now like I'm seeing some blood and she was just like you got your period and she like went to my school and took me out of class and was like celebrating and then <laughs> so we didn't really do any of that stuff when I actually got it but <laughs> yeah it was, it was a lovely day anyway Connie and Bobby end up kind of getting into a little bit of a tiff she's still feeling terrible and agitated she doesn't understand what's happening with her body every little thing is setting her off she just wants her parents to come home and she's being short with bobby and being kind of snippy with him and that kind of sets him off and they end up getting into a fight and this only makes bobby more worried that he's she's gonna dump him yeah con and min finally make it back to arlen connie is just so relieved to see them once she's back home, she's just kind of dealing with her period the best way she can. She's watching sad, sad whale documentaries on TV that make her cry. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and she starts crying and Khan is just like, oh my God, man, she's doing it again. Like, that's your daughter. Maybe comfort her for five seconds. Bring her some cake. No, I know. He, he, he says it like, Oh, it's happening again. Make it stop. Make it stop. Men, uh, do something. Uh, my daughter I'm a helpless crying. baby. I don't know what to do. Grow uh, up. Grow up. Yeah. Grow up. Do you do that to men when she cries? Men, stop it. Idiot. I wonder how comforting he is. Um, so. Connie's crying watching these whale stories and Min comes in and kind of talks to her about periods and kind of introduces her to the concept of PMS and explains how it can make you more emotional. But uh, this is cool because you can feel your emotions so much more intensely and it makes sad, sad and romantic movies that much better. Um, as someone who hates feeling their emotions, yeah. I don't care for that. Exactly. I was like, that. that is terrible advice. I don't want that at all. Yeah. No, no I want no. the exact opposite of that. If you told me yeah. it makes you an emotionless husk, I would have been like, perfect. Perfect. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, during this conversation, Min also kind of says, you know, like, now that you're getting your period, this makes, you're a woman, so you need to start acting like an adult because you're becoming an adult no it's so much pressure no so she's pressure. not no she's not she's still she's still young yeah it's a lot of pressure to put on connie but she and bobby end up kind of coming back together they talk things out she tells him something like you know this is gonna happen once a month i can't believe she's talking to him about it but she's like this is gonna happen once a month and during those four days, four days, okay, lucky. Right. During those four days, I don't want to be anywhere near you, which good for you for expressing your needs because 
I feel that. I don't want to be around anyone uh, during my yeah. seven days, though. Yeah. But they talk and work things out, and Bobby's like, no problem. I could leave you alone for four days a month. That's not an issue for me. And they make up. And I think one of the last things, I kind of like forgot to write notes for the last part, but... <laughs> There's this uh, one part towards the end between Hank and Bobby, which I was really impressed uh, with Hank during this moment. I would assume that Hank wouldn't want to talk about this ever again, especially not to Bobby, but he does make a point to go into Bobby's room. God, everyone is talking to Bobby about Connie's period. It's crazy. I know. Um, But he does go into Bobby's room and he sits down and he says, Bobby, every woman has a period of time every month. So, he, I mean, good for him. He got it out. He couldn't follow through with the sentiment, but very impressed with Hank. And uh, and Bobby says, even mom. And I love it. This made me laugh harder than anything else in the episode. Me too. <laughs> Hank's like, Bobby, every woman has a period, uh, you know, every month. And Bobby's like, even mom. And Hank's like, Bobby, if we're going to get through this, you cannot ask me questions like that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay, I get it. Like, that is a little weird for you to ask, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not that weird. You're putting pieces together. You're realizing that your mother's a human. She's not like a vaginalist. Well, I wonder, like, does he even know that periods, like, or involve that whole area? Like, maybe he doesn't fully understand, you know? So asking that question doesn't seem as strange to him. There are people that let me just finish this episode. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So the last part of this conversation between Hank and Bobby, I think Bobby says something like, Connie, she just seems so mad at me. And Hank's like, well, during this time, every month, a woman has part of what affects her is that she gets very angry at everything. And usually men are the everything. <laughs> and but it's like a tire fire. Trying to put it out just makes it worse. You just got to let it burn. Grab a beer and let it burn. <laughs> and uh. that's basically the end of the episode, except uh, Dale does end up losing his trash can on trash day. It accidentally gets dropped into the garbage truck and hauled away. I know. Never to be seen again. The first time they're watching the beloved trash can be used, be like the trash taken out of it. And <laughs> it gets taken away. <laughs> Yay. But that's about it. Yeah. Well done, Jackie. Well done. Thank you. So oh, what I was going to say earlier is, uh, what were you saying? Like, uh, people don't know how periods work or. Well, I, I was wondering if Bobby even realized. Oh, like how it all actually worked. Like, did Peggy go into full detail or, or what? I hope so. You know that there are people, there are 100% people that think it comes out of your butt. Yeah. Your butt. Oh. I wish. <laughs> I don't no, know. There's too much already coming out of there. I don't need a period on top of it. <laughs> but then you'd be able to maybe hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Just clench. <laughs> uh, so anyway amy tell me this great episode tell me what you loved about it so okay 
God, so much. I mean, you've already said so many things that like I also love, but um, I can't believe that Khan and Min had to ask which of the neighbors was the less evil one. Are you kidding me? Out of all of them, you had to ask, you know it's Hank and Peggy. They are the most stable and most reliable ones to have as a caretaker for your child. Come on. Yeah, they love to hate them, though. They really do. They really do. Speaking of which, there's this really great scene at the very end where Hank goes back over to Khan's house to drop off some of Connie's stuff and the book. And Connie comes out to get her stuff and she's like, hey, Mr. Hill, thanks so much for watching me. Sorry it was so boring. And Hank just kind of chuckles and she like waves at him and walks away. And Khan just goes, what the hell was that? Why didn't she cry at you? All she does is cry at me. I make more money than you. (laughs) (laughs) Always trying to one up Hank. Like I make more money than you. Why, why are, why is my daughter not disgusted by you? Like she is me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I love that scene between Con and Hank where Hank's like, so I, uh, added some information to the very front about aisle 8a and con's like what the hell is aisle 8a and he's like well it's next to the ointments (laughs) ointments and con just goes oh and hank's like i know and reaches over and pats him on the shoulder (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous they both have wives (laughs) come on i know um so when when Peggy is <laughs> when Hank calls in that fake emergency to get Peggy to come home, that I mean that part honestly just killed me, slayed me. Oh, but good. when she comes in, she's like, "What? What's wrong? Where's Bobby?" And he's like, "It's not Bobby, it's Connie." And she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he just says, "Well, you know the special time in girls' lives and the freshness and all that." <laughs> and peggy just sits down she goes oh poor connie and hank goes poor connie poor me i had to learn about megalosorbency (laughs) (laughs) megalosorbency oh i love it oh my god that made me laugh so hard Um, megalosorbency oh so good god there was this little thing, like this little visual gag that I've I've never really noticed or paid attention to until this episode. And it's when Khan is about to give a speech and you see his note cards. And the very first one just says, yeah. you are super cool. <laughs> I forgot to write that down. I never noticed that before. I've you never noticed that. Cool. I love it. Just a little pep talk. And he gives like a little smile as he reads it. Like, I yeah. am super cool. <laughs> what a great idea. I know. Like, just a, like, a th- you got this. You rule. You're going to blow their fucking minds with this five-minute speech. They're going to be scared of how <laughs> intimidated they are by how much they love you. <laughs> um, after Bobby doesn't manage to uh, lay the moves on Connie the first night, Joseph is like, hey, are your lips sore from all the smooching? And Bobby says, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> and Joseph says, you chickened out. And he goes, yes, sir, I did. <laughs> oh, I love that he just immediately was like, uh-huh, yep, sure did. I definitely chickened mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I mean, 
don't blame him. I would too. I would have too at that age. I probably would have lied though. Yeah, that's true. He tried to, but he was immediately just like, yeah, I definitely. Good for him. He's a better person than I was. Absolutely. I've been like, that's right. We made out and I fingered her. (laughs) 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 Um... I love the little Boomhauer moment that we get where Bobby runs over there to ask, like, Connie's coming over and I don't know what to wear to bed in front of a girl. And Boomhauer's, like, barely covering, barely covering his junk with this very loose, low towel. And he he's saying something unintelligible, whatever. And, uh... Of course, Bobby, Bobby doesn't even understand him, but he's saying something like, oh yeah, don't wear flannel or something. And Bobby's like, yeah, so I think I was going to go with the teenage, teenage turtles one as well. Great advice. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Boomer. He just says something like, yeah, well, tell me how that all goes. <laughs> like, yeah. Closes I'm the door. First thing. And, yeah. yeah. Please let me know. Well, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much all I've got. I mean- so many good things. I love the intense music. Anytime Hank has to do anything with, with Connie, like when he puts the blanket over her as if she's been like out in the freezing cold for days and she needs to be warmed up, like puts a blanket over her. Or um, he's like, as if he's trying to hide her from Nazis or something. <laughs> right. Uh, the intense music when Peggy's driving home. Uh, I love when Hank is, waiting like waiting outside of aisle 8a and he's just like please don't make me come down there and of course she starts crying because she has no idea what to do and it's really in like intense and probably embarrassing and he when he walks down there he like puts he shields his eyes from the aisle like from seeing all of the pads and tampons like as if it's going to like like just be so scandalous like what do you what do you think you're gonna see there bud yeah it's like uh an aisle that's just full of boobs or something and he's like (laughs) trying to be modest right so okay so that's all i've got awesome how about you i have more yes in the beginning when they're dropping connie off at the hills house and con gives hank the connie care binder and he says, you know, here's her book. You know, it has all of her allergies and and we just like updated it. And Min says, everything you need to know is in here. It'll teach you how to be a parent this week. So passive aggressive. Um, <laughs> what time Connie should eat. Acceptable reading material is included. And Hank's looking at the reading material and he's like, Newsweek. <laughs> Not in this house. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great little moment. Another scene with Connie, it's her second night at the Hill House and they're having dinner. And by this point, she's feeling kind of agitated and upset. Um, And they're having, I don't know, steak again or something. And she just kind of makes this snarky comment. How many cows do you people eat in a year? And Hank genuinely is just like, wait, we figured this out once. And he starts to like think. (laughs) (laughs) He he does not consider that to be an insulting remark. Not at all. He's like, I do. I know the answer to this, actually. Uh, oh, I like when Hank is trying to get a hold of Peggy at the school and he gets forwarded to her voicemail and you hear just a generic female voice and it's just like, the person you have reached, and it says, 
And then Peggy's voice comes on. Hello, this is Peggy Hill. I'm so sorry I cannot take your call. Please leave a message. And then the automatic female voice finishes. Is not available to leave a message. (laughs) Peggy is always doing the most. Uh, Yeah. When Hank is, uh, when he finally tells Peggy that Connie got her period and she's like, why didn't you let me know? And he was like, I tried calling you. I tried calling Min and Con. I even hung up on my own mother. And she's such a nice lady. (laughs) Um, I love when Hank and Connie are in aisle 8A trying to pick out uh, tampons and whatnot. And there is a cardboard cutout of Chuck Mangione. Yes. And he's like selling tampons and it has a little speech bubble next to him. And it just says, the freedom feels so good. Real quick, just because that made me re- reminded me like that scene right before that, like Connie's like six twenty five. Oh my god, I only have five stupid dollars. Can you give me two dollars? And he's like, Connie, it's on me. And I was just like, oh, I know. Good, he's good. Very, very uncomfortable, but he is ultimately putting Connie's needs before his own discomfort, which yes. is, you know, speaks to his character. He's a good person. Yes. Um, even though he is acting like a baby right now, but very misinformed. Yes. Um. So, uh, those I think those are all. Oh, there's okay. One last quote by Joseph, and <laughs> he sees Bobby at school, and even Joseph knows about Connie's period, and he he says to Bobby, "Word is Connie's aunt Flo is in town," and Bobby's like, "Yeah, probably because she started her period." <laughs> Oh, this episode is just so full of good. Just everything is good about it. It's fucking it's really good. God. But um, and I no guest stars, no Dale Ast, no Lady Bird. Although we get a Lady Bird mention, yes, she yeah. was referenced. Um, so I think we are ready for listener comments. Yeah. Do we have a song? We don't have a song, but so what we're gonna yeah. do? So what we have is we have. Listener comments, and then we ask for period stories. Okay. Didn't we? Yeah. Do you want to do a period story for a listener comment? No, no, I meant, no, I just meant like, we'll do listener comments, then we'll do the period stories. Okay. Okay, I guess we could just cut that out. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I feel like I just took all the fail out of your wins. I think it's a great idea to do the period stories afterwards. <laughs> we'll come we'll come to that. We'll come to it. <laughs> well, I remembered a while ago we said, okay, if we don't have a listener comment song, we'll just look at our episodes from a year ago and play whatever song we had a year ago. So I'm gonna yeah. go into the archives. Oh. Let's see what we find. Mm. What's it going to be? Is it going to be you? Oh. Or is it going to be you? <laughs> yeah. We have an, we're recording this on January 29th. And 
there was an episode that was released one, almost exactly one year ago, January 28th, and that was The Sun That Got Away from Season 2, Episode 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I should see if there's a song in there first. <laughs> oh, this is the episode where I was sick. Oh my god, you were so sick. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget. I truly thought you were about to die. Here's the song from that episode one year ago. All right, listener comments? Yeah, let's get into listener comments. Okay, and we have a listener comment song. Yes, we do. We sure do. And this week's listener comment song comes from Alex. A listener, you're listening for the rest of you. Listening feels so good. Oh my god. Oh, that was such a good one. That was great. I like I do like popping back and re-listening to them. There are so many we've gotten so many, and of course you kind of like forget over time, and it's so I'm so glad we have a chance to go back and revisit some of these. They're so great. Excellent. God. All right, listener comments. We got a bunch of people talking about this. We got J underscore Enrique V, Nurse in Embers, um, Piper at the Gates, BP uh, Bear, Don't Call Me Caitlin, and Pastel Zom all mention Bobby's Ninja Turtle pajamas. And uh, I know, I love it, but, you know, my favorite one is, uh, and, and Don't Call Me Caitlin said this one, yeah, I was thinking the Ninja Turtles with underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you tease. <laughs> well, uh, Susan Murray 21 submitted a quote by Maya Angelou. <laughs> that part in the middle of Khan's speech when he's just like, to quote Maya Angelou, and that's when he reads the note, he just screams and runs out. <laughs> so good. <sighs> o underscore it's Aaron says, I misquoted this on a different episode, but Bobby curling into the sleeping bag is relatable. <laughs> I know. When he like pulls it the hood over and just zips it up real tight. Oh. Yeah. Ama Marfo submitted a quote by Hank. So this is gossip. I like it. <laughs> when Khan is giving yeah. him all of those oh my god Harriet's face behind you is too much uh, what is she's, she doing she's just she's just hanging out I'm wanting to say hi screenshots of it. well at least this Smile. time I'm smiling yay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah can you queer me now says Min and Khan's frisbee sex game is couple's goal yeah <laughs> the ultimate frisbee golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it> in the hole. <laughs> a quote uh, from Desert underscore Jess. And it's uh, it's when Bobby comes home from school and Peggy's waiting for him outside. And he's like, uh-oh, the last time you waited outside for me, I found out about, what, goldfish heaven? Mm-hmm. And she's like no, it's not about that, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And she's like, but we were going to Whataburger. And he's like, all right. 
wait, no. She says, come on, Bobby, let's go to Whataburger. And he says, all right. And then he paused and he's like, oh, God, where's Ladybird? <laughs> I know a couple people mentioned that. Gan Sterellin and Ryan Film Lover also said that. <laughs> Arbitrary and Delicious says, LOL, Peggy leaving a full outgoing voicemail when it's just supposed to be her name. Yeah. <laughs> no me oh, me oh Hank calling the feds because he was triggered by being asked how to change a jam rag. <laughs> a jam rag. <laughs> no me oh, me oh is our, our British bird. So I imagine it was like, <laughs> I already don't know. Hank calling the feds because he was triggered by being asked how to change a jam rag. Jam rag is probably like something not a scandalo. Like it would be here. It's probably like very common and normal. Jam rag. But it's like on the box of Tampax. Tampax jam rag. <laughs> Thank you, Nomi Omeo. Hey, up, me doc. Hey. <laughs> Don't call me Caitlin says Connie freaking out that she can't afford to buy pads breaks my heart every time. I know because we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. This will be my last one by enchanted underscore ways. The freedom feels so good. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> and my last one is darling underscore Meg. And of course, no more burned hands, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we did put out additional requests for listeners to share any period stories they might have and another one to share your period knowledge fun facts best guesses and whatnot Ooh, fun mm -hmm. and we actually got an email and it made me laugh really hard Ooh. when I read it. We actually, I think we got, we got two emails, but okay. I want to start with this one and it's from Nintari wizard. And the subject is a period piece. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know, that made me laugh right off the bat. And they said, when I was dating my now wife many years ago, she was on her period and was really crampy and was low on supplies. So I went to Walmart and bought her tampons, my doll, and those heat pads that stick to your panties. The girl at the checkout raised an eyebrow. So I explained the situation and she practically shed a tear over how awesome a BF I was. She also told me that if me and my girlfriend didn't work out to give her a call, you're such a liar. Oh, right. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, you lying son of a bitch. Finish <laughs> this fan fiction, mail it into us, and then we'll read it. <laughs> Spiked underscore Spiegel submitted a short period story. I was at ballet rehearsal and kept thinking that it was anal leakage and not, you know, that. <laughs> Is that a haiku? <laughs> we got another one and they said please for the love of god don't use my name so i will not and the subject just says period grossness it says hey friends this happened to me last night and i am still so beyond squicked out about it i had to take the opportunity to share the grossness after listening to today's episode mm -hmm. i use a menstrual cup and yesterday was my super heavy flow day i emptied it over the toilet to catch any splashes and it slipped out of my hand and into the toilet 
The toilet was very slightly running because my partner had flushed right before I got down to business. The cup floated back to the tube part of the toilet and I had to reach my whole hand into the part of the toilet you can't clean very well to rescue my cup. My whole hand into the awfulness. It was horrific and I'm glad I can share it with you all. I can't believe you went for it. (laughs) That is because... I use a menstrual cup and that is my number one fear is that it's just going to like slip out of my hand. And I mean, well, you can't, you can't flush that. You have to get it. Why? Just you flush it. You're, you're no way. Your toilet, your pipes are fucked. I'm not putting my hand in that duty hole. <laughs> you put your hand in other duty holes. <laughs> Touche. I've seen it. <laughs> and you've seen my fingernails, so you know. I do know. <laughs> Dancing Saxes said, stayed locked in the bathroom for a few hours because I thought I cut myself somehow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, some of these are really great. <laughs> oh my God. Ild underscore sealed just says, shot myself in a tent. <laughs> I just saw that one. <laughs> but, but I also love the one right next to it. Ryan, film lover. My wife got her first period at nine years old at buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Gracie underscore no says, one time I used my menstrual blood as plant fertilizer nitrogen. Well, that's good to know. That's a handy tip. Wow. Ash underscore the underscore area says, not a story per se, but just that first day when you're like, why am I hungry? Now I'm sad. Now I'm hungry again. Then you use the bathroom, look down, see the blood and go, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Bender's Redemption sent us a DM and it just says, even though I'm a guy, this episode aired while I was going through puberty myself. And we always got together as a family to watch King of the Hill at night. Needless to say, my parents and I had a very awkward conversation after that episode oh. was over. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I can't King believe they made a educating young minds. Yeah. I know. Shauna Rama says, ugh, church camp. Rimped, wrapped my undies in TP. Didn't tell my mom until the next month. Oh. Kristen Renee sent us a DM and it just says, Heavy flow went through my pants and stained a chair I sat on at my new job. Oh, <gasps> oh no. I remember there was one time. I mean, listen, we've all sat on things and stained things for sure. But there was one time I was living with one of our friends. I won't say her name, but you know, and she was on her period and uh, I was cooking in the kitchen and she was sitting at our table Uh, which was right next to the kitchen and we had a wood table with these wood chairs and they chairs had these like little like kind of off-white cushions on them and we talked for a while and she kind of moved around to different chairs and then she got up and went to the bathroom and I looked down at one of the chairs and I realized there was a massive period stain on it and then I realized there was one on like two other chairs oh my god and it's always a white chair yeah it's never like a dark colored chair or couch it's always something really light like your body knows it's just like this is perfect yeah this is exactly what i want to stain yeah you won't (laughs) let me shit yourself well guess what (laughs) 
guess what? Next I'm best thing. Fuck your chairs up. <laughs> so we got a DM from uh, Nomi Omeo, and they say for the Isle 8A episode, I would really love to hear from you gals as Americans what you call period products. Uh, in the UK, they can colloquially be known as jam rags, okay. mice, mice, what? the string is the tail. Oh my God. And funny pads. <laughs> fanny pads? Fanny pads. Fanny pads. Mice. Pads. Mice. I don't know why, but that is hitting me in a weird way. And then, well, I remember I once made a joke like that. I was like, you know, it's, you're pulling out by the, like when you pull out a tampon, it's like you've just got like this massacred mouse. I've never thought about that's it like so, that. That's so brutal. That's so brutal. <laughs> I've never thought about it like um, that. Now. They also say, I once described my knickers as looking like a butcher's slab while I was on my period. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed by it. Normalize the power of the hefty period. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone who has a hefty period, God forbid you sneeze. It's everywhere. Get to the bathroom. Oh, you better. You better hurry. They, we have so many good ones. <laughs> I know. Did you read it? <laughs> this one's kind of long. Who? Okay. So this is a little bit of a longer one. We got it in our um, DMs. Susan Mari 21. I feel like I don't know if I should be saying their full names, but whatever. Susan Mari 21. My summer school did a lake trip when I was 13. I moved states after fourth grade and in California, you usually learn about periods and all that in fifth grade. And in Arkansas, you never learn about it. So I missed it. Oh. Well, I ended up getting my period on this lake trip. So 13-year-old me is freaking out because what the fuck is the shit coming out of my pee hole? And I was free bleeding all over my swimsuit. Oh. So I let a teacher know and she hands me a tampon <gasps> and tells me how to use it. And her instructions were just stick it up there. Up where? So I go to the... Right. What? So I go to the restroom, bend over, and stick the tampon up my vag. Oh, vag. Okay. And of course, and of course, that shit didn't go in at all. Just the tip. So I came out of the bathroom with my homemade penis in my Roxy swimsuit underwear, and I walked around all day like that. I was called MJ, and people kept asking me, Annie, are you okay? Because with my long black hair and chapped ass red lips and super pale skin, I looked like Michael fucking Jack. Oh. oh what the fuck oh my god that thank you for sharing that that was thank you my favorite one maybe out of all of them and they were all so good i how old were you when you started wearing tampons i certainly didn't start no i no i i I talked about this in our last watch party because we watched aisle 8a and i could not for the life of me figure out tampons. I just didn't know where my hole was. I couldn't find it. I just couldn't. I know people, I, people it's were not like, obvious. What do you, it's not. They're like, what do you mean you couldn't find it? I'm like, I thought it was like around the pee hole. Yeah. I just didn't know. And I remember trying with like my mom's box of tampons, which were the OB ones and they didn't have an applicator. So you just have to like use a finger and guide it in there. That's it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So I was like a solid 13 before I figured it out. Like I really wanted to go swimming and I spent like an hour in the bathroom and I was finally, I came out and I was like, Kelly, 
I figured out how to use a tampon. <laughs> and she was like, okay, <laughs> I've known for like two years how to do that, but cool. <laughs> I definitely, I, I must have at least been 13. I was terrified. Like the idea of having to put something in there just was so scary. And then I do remember like maybe briefly at some point in school, there were like rumors where if you use a tampon, then you're not a virgin, God forbid. And like, if you right. use a tampon, you're a slut, God forbid. Right. It was just such a weird thing. So weird. So weird. So and weird. I was, I mean, just the ability, because I want to, it was like a friend's birthday party and I wanted to go swimming with anyone. And I was determined to find that hole and jam <laughs> it up there. I was like, we're going swimming. God damn it. Get in me. <laughs> you did it. I did it. But yeah, no, I didn't use them until I was like 13. And, you know, I didn't like it. It always makes your cramps worse. It does. It really does. It really does. Menstrual cups for life. Best thing I've ever, ever done. There, I highly suggest anyone who menstruates get a menstrual cup. I'm going to have to get They fucking some. rule. They rule. They absolutely rule. Well, I could keep reading these uh, period stories all day, but... I want to get to, I'm curious what kind of fun facts people are sharing about periods. Oh man. Are yeah. We, I forgot we did that too. We don't have all day. <laughs> uh, spiked underscores. So these are period facts, knowledge, best guesses, anything that just asking people to share what they know, what they think they know about periods. Spiked underscore Spiegel says, no one ever tells you that it's not pure red. You will think it's shit at first. Yeah. yeah. You will. You will. Um, don't call me Caitlin says, if you haven't tried a menstrual cup, do it. It will change your life. And you are 100% correct, my friend. <laughs> Lieberg Art says... <laughs> <laughs> Liebergart oh says, if a woman pulls on her tampon string too quickly, a parachute will shoot out of her butt. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Peggy would have been fine if she just ripped her tampon string. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Bleep Bloop says, use your period blood to fertilize your plants. Hey, another plant Damn. fertilizer tip. Very, very cool. Ron Schaefer says, best guess, like every 28 days or something. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good guess. Pretty good. It yeah. can vary, but that's pretty much the average. Good job, Ron Schaefer. Enjoy Quantum says, I've heard your uterus gets to the size of a football when you're on your period. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know that's that either. But they it... say, but I also don't fucking know. It feels like it. Yeah. It, that's what I was going to say. It feels like something is expanding and ruining your life. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lee Burgard, that was wonderful. That was really fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. And I do want to add one more thing. Okay. Another story of mine. 
just a really quick one because I mentioned this also in the uh, watch party that when I was younger, I used to, uh, because my dad is, he's not like Hank, but he's, he gets really uncomfortable when you talk about like periods or any, well, just periods. And I realized quickly when I was like 13, 14, if I wanted $20 from him, I would tell him that I needed tampons and pads because he would, he would, he would just be like, ah, 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 okay, 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 here, 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 here. And I would ask him like twice a month for like 20 bucks to buy tampons and pads. <laughs> and I would never buy tampons and pads. And so I just have to like take my mom's. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, instead of, he's so uncomfortable. He doesn't even take you to the doctor about it. No, no, no. Like he would even know how often it happens. He, he has no fucking, he didn't, at least not for me. He's blocking that out of his mind, but (laughs) that's how I would get uh, money to go hang out with friends when I was young, go to the movies. Brilliant. Tell my dad I got my period. (laughs) Did you hear that thing? Uh, when, um, when, uh, they sent that female astronaut, uh, Sally ride, they sent her to space for like, a week-long trip and they gave her to take with her a hundred tampons for, <laughs> for her one week trip into space. <laughs> one hundred tampons. <laughs> You're gonna be there ten days. I assume you go through ten in a day, right? They're just all floating <laughs> around in zero gravity. <laughs> She's like, God damn it. <laughs> All those little strings. It's <laughs> getting in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but she could spill anything and one of them will just catch it and blow up. Uh, um, well, before we go, I did want to kind of, we, we've had a lot of fun this episode and we've laughed quite mm-hmm. a lot and it's yes. all very funny. Ha ha. But I wanted to just kind of bring up the um, just kind of talk for a second about the fact that tampons are so expensive. First of all, it's crazy that you can't talk about your period because once a month, I basically get like a minor flu where I have zero energy. I feel physically ill. I have horrible Mm -hmm. back pain, cramps. Uh, the worst diarrhea to like it would make the flu blush but (laughs) and it happens once a month but I can't ever like talk about it you know like if I'm having a hard time at work I just have to suck it up I'm not allowed to say like I'm in a lot of pain right now I can't and I hate Mm -hmm. that if you get sick you can tell you can talk about it but we're going through this thing once a month and it can be very difficult and I hate that we can't talk openly about it. It's so bizarre to me. I know. I, for a while there, so for a long time, about like over a year, I didn't get my period from like being depressed and stressed a lot. So I didn't get it for, because that happens, you know, like you can. When I was depressed and stressed, I got it like two to three times a month. God. It's expensive. And it's so annoying because it's like, you can, it like, you're how you would like if you're depressed or if you're really stressed out or anything like it can affect your cycle and so for like at least a year I didn't I didn't get it at all and when it came back it came back with such a vengeance that I legit thought something was seriously seriously wrong I was like this 
is terrible. Something's wrong. Thank God I was working at an office where, and I was working at an office where they understood, but like the cramps were so bad that I, I couldn't even sit at my desk. Like I would have to, like, I, I would have to either go home or like go lay down in the back with all the lights off because I was nauseous mm-hmm. and like the cramps felt like I was dying. And this is like, and that's, that's a typical period for a lot of people who have them. Yeah. And for me, I felt like this is torture. Thank God I can actually go home. But you're right. A lot of the times you just can't. And and a lot of the times people would just be like, it's just your period. Like it can't be that bad. Like actually it can be really fucking awful. Yeah, And they don't even want you bringing it up. Uh, one time right. when I was in hospital, uh, when I was in high school, uh, it was a really cool day. It was like right before prom. So they were going to do that thing where they showed you a car that had been totaled and talk about the danger of right. drinking and driving, um, right, right, right. which I was excited because it was going to be like a, a messed up car and that was something different. But right. I had to go to the nurse's office because I was just in so much pain and I didn't know why. I was like, this can't be from my period. This is ungodly pain. Mm-hmm. I tried calling my mom, couldn't get... Uh, a hold of her eventually the nurse just called an ambulance and I had to get taken to the hospital because of cramps you had a you almost had a Connie experience yeah you got taken to the ER but they didn't give me any tampons but they did like give me a shot in my butt and then the pain went away oh that's I can't imagine what the bill was (laughs) (laughs) that fucking sucks yeah but Anyway, I just wanted to kind of touch on like how ridiculous it is that we can't talk openly about it. There's like such a taboo around periods, but also mm-hmm. how expensive they are. It's really, really hard for some people to get a hold of tampons and you don't think about it. But a lot of people like people living in poverty or, or people that mm-hmm. are homeless can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of researching organizations that focus on getting these much needed products to people that need them that can't afford them or don't have access to them. And there's, I was trying to find just like one great one, but there really are so many different ones. I just thought I'd highlight a couple. Um, There's one called Cora and a lot of these companies also, which is cool, are B Corps. So what is a B Corp? Somebody spelled it out really nicely here. Basically, uh, B Corp is just uh, a company that works on, they're focused on sustainability and uh, environmental impact. Um, I'm not explaining it well, but it's it's kind of a good sign if a company is a B Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, each of them has their own story about how they were started, and a lot of them work on donating products or educating um, about periods, the menstrual cycle, uh, getting supplies to girls in other countries where it's a little bit more taboo um this Mm -hmm. one company called happy period was founded by a woman named chelsea von shaz which fabulous name um and her Mm -hmm. mother cheryl warner and uh they tell a story about seeing a woman crossing the street like a homeless woman and she had blood on her blood stains on her clothes Um, And I definitely saw that when I was living in New York. I remember seeing a homeless woman who just had like blood going down her legs. And it was kind of Mm. like a light bulb moment of like, oh, my God, like, 
Yeah. I mean, if you can't afford food, you can't afford tampons. What are you going to do? Right. Um, There was another story uh, from this woman, Celeste Mergens, um, and she founded an organization called Days for Girls. And this story, oh, my God. She was, in 2008, she was working with a family foundation uh, in the outskirts of Nairobi, Kenya, um, and she began assisting at an orphanage. And in the, it says here, in the wake of historic post-election violence, the population at the orphanage had swelled from 400 children to 1,400, which is heartbreaking. Oh, oh my God. As she was getting prepared to return to Nairobi, Celeste went to bed with um just kind of like like, kind of occurred to her like I don't know what the girls are doing here when they get their periods like I have no idea what they do and so she kind of looked into it she asked the assistant director of the orphanage and he said she was like what do they do and he said nothing they wait in their rooms and she learned that when the girls get their periods they sit on cardboard for several days each month often going without food unless someone brings it to them. You know, they miss out on school. They miss out on, Mm -hmm. they can't leave their, they have to sit on cardboard. It's just so crazy. And so this really is like such a a huge thing. And so I I really encourage people to look into any of these organizations or of course, you know, working with Planned Parenthood. Um, There's just Mm -hmm. so much out there and it seems like a really good thing that you wouldn't normally think about. So yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know that, you know, we mentioned menstrual cups and everything. And the good things about those is that they are sustainable and they can last up to at least a year. You can continuously reuse them. They're environmentally friendly compared to tampons and pads, but also a lot of menstrual cup companies, their whole thing is like, if you buy one, then they will donate one. Yes. So there's a lot like that. And there's this website. It's got a fucking, it's a fucking great name. It's, put a cup in it.com. <laughs> uh, but if you go to put a cup in it.com slash charity, they have a whole list of different uh, companies that make it their point to uh, donate a cup or some sort of product to somebody who in need as a, if you buy one of their products. Yeah. I, I definitely saw um, companies that did that too. It, if you're not, if you maybe don't feel emotionally ready for a cup You'll get there, but if you're not ready yet, there are companies that if you buy tampons or pads from them, every one you buy, they donate one, you know, that kind of a thing. And I even stumbled upon a whole area of the internet of women making their own at-home maxi pads. Yeah. And you could just sew your own. And I am so excited to make some ho-yeah pads. Why not? Hell yeah. How about that? How cool would that be? I love it. Yes. So fun. I'd like fun to, crafting day. I'd like to get a jump on that, but I just wanted to mention those things. Awesome. I love it. So should we do trivia? Oh my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Long episode. All right. There's so much to say. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. So listen, Jackie, you're going to get real mad again, but somebody sent in trivia questions for me. Whatever. Who was it? <laughs> Katie. What the hell? Why not me? Because I'm always bad at it. You always have so many more. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it says, I always feel bad when Jackie kicks your ass at trivia. What? 
I've heard other people say that, but you always get more right than me. Well, but I always have less questions than you. But I'm going to only use a couple because they sent a ton. Read them all. No. <laughs> like, uh, fire them off. Okay. What is the make and model of Dale's new trash can? Mason. I don't know what. Close. Rubber Mason, 170 liters. All right, next one. What's the capacity of the new trash can? 50 gallons? Yeah! Yay! What's the name of the conference con is going to? Uh, anal fissure. I don't know. <laughs> Systems Expo Maui. Okay. Why don't why don't Con and Min have a babysitter for Connie? Because they violated parole. That's right. What is Con's current job title and the promotion he's hoping for? Uh, is 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 his title Systems Analyst? Yes. And is he hoping for? junior systems analyst or something wow really close senior systems analyst oh, damn i, I would it have was not like known. a step below all right oh man okay what is the version number of the connie babysitting book con gives to hank oh 44 no but oh, i mean that's yeah, that's way better. 4.0 with seafood allergy upgrade. 4.0, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the Ninja Turtle on Bobby's pajamas? Oh my god. Oh my god, what the fuck color is he? Michelangelo, cool for it. Michelangelo is a party, dude. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Is it Raphael? Yes! <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so impressed. Okay. What does Bobby offer Hank for dessert? Oh, uh, toaster strudel. Do you have all of these? You are killing it. Yay! <laughs> does Bobby prefer his syrup warm or cold? He can take it either way. You're goddamn right. What color is the blanket that Hank wraps Connie in to take her to the hospital? Yellow? Yep. Goddamn. Yay! What? Wow. What? Yeah, we're almost there. What does the sign of Chuck Mangione in aisle 8A say? Feel so fresh? Oh, you said it earlier. I know. I the freedom feels so good. Ah. <laughs> Very good. You said it already. I'll count it. Oh. What did Bobby learn about last time Peggy was waiting for him after school? Uh, he, he learned about goldfish heaven. That's right. What do Khan's notes say when he's about to make a speech? Uh, you're so great. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> you are super cool. You are super cool. All right, and the last one. What's the toy that Bobby gets at Whataburger? Oh my god. Uh, that a Shrek toy? I don't know. <laughs> a turtle on wheels with a purple shell. Ah, that's all of them. <laughs> you did amazing. That was fun. Okay, I'm okay with those from now on. Okay. Um, and I only have one question. There were so many different kinds of tampons in aisle 8A. Which uh, box of tampons did Connie end up going with? <sighs> and I'm only like 85% sure about this. I'm pretty Megalo sure. Megalo Moist. Uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, I believe she went with Megalomini, which I think are late days because there were also Aww. Megalomaxies. <laughs> oh my god. And do you know what the ne- uh, next episode is? My mind is drawing a complete... Oh, happy Thanksgiving! What? No. No, it's not! No, it's not! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know! Oh my god! I don't know. A beer can named Desire? Yes! Yeah! Oh my god, I love this episode! Yes! Do not give one crap about Hank's story, but we get to go down to Orleans down the bayou. <laughs> and we get to meet (laughs) bill's weird family i cannot wait the vapors (laughs) i love this we're all gonna have the vapors oh oh, yes (laughs) we all have to we all have to wear real velvet for this episode (laughs) yes not what not crushed velvet right velveteen velveteen not that, not that at all. Maybe that should all be right. our video, videoed one. Be dressed Ooh. like a couple of dandies. <gasps> I love it. Yay. <laughs> well, all right. everyone, this episode is way long enough. So just call us uh, five-star reviews on iTunes and whatever else. Just listen to another episode to get the rest of the information. But <laughs> until next time, bye. bye. You know, I thought this was going to be I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred, but instead it's a stupid remix. Ugh! And I hate it. All right, here we go, everyone. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.